Wherever you're at on your lifting journey, whatever kind of athlete you want to be, we're all rolling down the same iron highway. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back in, as always, to another episode of the Iron Highway. I appreciate you, my friends, for joining along on today's ride. And today is a really, really cool one. Um, we're going to take a little bit longer today. I know the last episode was pretty short, so we're going to offset that but this that with this one. This is going to go a little bit more in depth and be a little bit longer. We are talking about a section of a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And from this, we're going to get the two steps to becoming an achiever in both life and lifting. And what we're talking about today is the word identity. Um, and it's a section, a very small portion of uh, this book that provides an immense amount of value. So let's dive in real quick. The origin of the word identity comes from two Latin words. The first one, and I hope I don't butcher this, is essentitas, or in English, being. And the second one is identidem, which is repeated. Now, if you put those together, it literally means that our identity, who we are, is our repeated beingness. Let's translate that. It means that we are nothing more than the habits that we invest ourselves into regularly. Who we are is a compilation of the things that we do regularly. And we've talked about this. That probably sounds a little bit familiar if you've been listening along. We are nothing more than the habits that we invest ourselves into regularly. So if, like me, you frequently throw a, a line in the water in hopes of catching fish, you're an angler. If you've never been one before, you aren't, but you can become one. If you frequently throw a line in the water in hopes of catching a fish and frequently do catch fish, you're a good angler. Sometimes that's me. And the difference between being an angler and a good angler are the quality of habits that a, per a person commits to. A good fisherman watches the weather. They choose the time of day and conditions that are most conducive to hungry and aggressive fish. A good angler has the right type of pole, the right type of reel and fishing line that can handle the load caused from reeling in that fish. The tackle that they use looks like food sources for the fish that you're targeting, uh, food sources that the fish you're targeting are interested in, so that you can lure the fish into biting your hook. That's the only way you can reel the fish in is if they take your bait. A good fisherman gets on the water at the right times, hint, that's really early in the morning, to have their lures and baits in the water when the fish are the hungriest. When we make a change in our life, we start with making a, cho a choice to have faith we will accomplish that transformation. So if we go back to the start of the fisherman uh, analogy, at some point, everybody in their life decided uh, well, everyone that becomes a fisherman or a good fisherman decides at one point in their life, I want to be a fisherman. I'm going to become a fisherman. I have never touched a pole. I've never touched line, never touched a fish before. But I want to become a fisherman. And so they start practicing the habits. When we make a change in our life, we start with making a choice to have faith. We will accomplish that transformation. You have to believe that you're capable. This comes back to a good self-belief, good self-identity, right? As time goes by, we gain confidence 
as we accumulate evidence for our beliefs, and this happens because we start waking up early in the morning. We start to go out to the lake with a fishing pole, line, lures, reel, all of the gear, and we throw that in. And at some point, you become a fisherman because you catch a fish. It's the same thing with training or with any change that you want to make in your life. If you make a commitment to go to the gym and train regardless of the weather or the stress that accumulates from family life and work life, you gain the confidence that you're a committed athlete. So at one point in your life, you were not a committed athlete. This could be early on when you were just a kid. And at some point you, you join a team and you realize that you like the game and you start committing to the habits that make you a committed athlete, a successful athlete. After a time, the gravity of the obstacles that we face becomes in insignificant because the weather, it's challenging sometimes. Maybe there's two foot of snow, but you're so committed that you want to get there. And of course, safely, we make our way to the gym because it's so important to us to be consistent in our efforts that we're not going to let this discomfort get in our way. At some point in our life, we decide that, uh, that we've had enough of being the body composition we are and we're concerned about our health and we want to lose weight to get healthier. And so we start committing to eating foods that are supportive of eating volumes of food that are supportive of our goals. And as time goes by, we start to run into these obstacles, right? Emotional eating, social challenges, uh, delayed onset muscle soreness, <laughs> right? Sometimes it, it, you have to talk yourself into going, going and training because you're sore. But if you consistently accomplish these goals, you accumulate the evidence that you can, can be and will be successful if you simply commit and, and stick with your habits. And so as time goes by, the gravity of the obstacles that we face becomes insignificant. It takes less motivational capital to overcome them. Motivational capital. Let's talk about that concept. And it's something that we'll talk about a lot over the, the episodes and all of my clients have heard this ad nauseum, right? At some point, you have to decide that you want to be this being, this human, this person that does these things, whatever it is, whatever your, your goal is, whatever your target is, right? You want to be a triathlete? Uh, there's habits that make a triathlete. You want to be a bodybuilder? There's habits that make a, a, a bodybuilder. You want to be a healthy person? There's habits that make a healthy person. But each time we run into an obstacle, if all you rely upon is motivation, which means that you, you want to do these things, then it takes motivational capital. It takes, you know, we've all got a budget day in and day out. And sometimes we wake up with a smaller budget, right? Um, we've had a rough week and we're training four days a week. Um, and it comes to Friday and we're exhausted when we train in the afternoon. If we rely on our motivation, then, then you've only got so much motivational budget to, to spend on, on these habits. However, if you make a commitment 
to the habits and to the and to achieving the goals, the cost on your motivational capital is less because you're just doing the habits that you know that are going to get there. And so it takes less motivational capital to overcome them because you consistently see the success out of performing these habits. And you gain the confidence that you are a committed athlete. You gain the confidence that you are beginning to become a, be, beginning to become a triathlete. You gain the confidence that you're beginning to come, become a healthy person. Because we know that we can do it. It's no longer we're hoping. It's we know that we can do it. We see the outcome. We see the results. We see it regularly. And it's simply just sticking to the program. It's trust in the process. Because we do it regularly. And here's the deal. You can't just snap your fingers and decide to become someone. Right? Um, an alcoholic can't decide one day that they are a sober person. It takes habits day by day. A regular person can't decide that they're going to become a world-class athlete and become the world-class athlete the next day. It happens bit by bit, day by day. It happens slowly, like a river cutting through a canyon, cutting a canyon into, a lim into limestone. And so what you have to do is you have to be committed to the habits. You have to be committed to the process. You have to be committed to seeing 1% change every day. Because over a year's time, that's, that's a lot, my friends. And so it's why it's so important to commit to the habits and to see um, the small successes. James, in this book, Atomic Habits, suggests that each habit is like a suggestion. Maybe this is who I am. I started to wake up early so that I could train uh, before work. Maybe this is who I am. I started uh, tracking my food every day. Maybe this is who I am. Maybe I'm that guy. Maybe I'm the one that's so committed um, that I'm going to see results and I can use it scientifically. So I don't have to experience the emotionals of, of decision fatigue, right? Because I'm just, tracking, I'm just tracking my food. I'm just being a scientist about this. Maybe this is who I am. At some point, as the evidence builds up, maybe becomes certainty. This is who I am, right? So two weeks in, and you've been tracking your food, maybe this is who I am. I, I, I like this. I'm, I'm starting to see some results. I'm getting a little confidence. Two years in, one year in, this is who I am. I track my food. I know exactly what's going in and out of my body. And whether or not I'm a lifestyle client trying to lose weight or maintain certain body composition, or I am a competition athlete getting ready to go up on stage, and I'm, I'm even in my surplus seasons, I track my foods to a degree. So I make sure that I'm on track and I've got the scientific data to back me up to know instead of making emotional or guesswork decisions. This is who I am. Maybe two weeks in and be deciding to become a triathlete, I'm going to run five to seven miles every day just to, to get it broke in and, and start opening up my cardiovascular system and, and get, becoming confident in the habit that I'm going to run regularly. I'm going to swim regularly. I'm going to bike regularly. But after a year or two years, it's, it's no longer a maybe. This is who I am. 
and your identity is now changed. And the process of change has two steps, according to James, and I agree with it. The first step is you have to decide the type of person that you want to be. A few years ago, I woke up one day, and it wasn't really just one day. It was an accumulation of days, but at, some, at, at one point, there came that tipping point where I woke up and I said, I want to be a bodybuilder. I want to get up on stage, and I want to see if I can compare and compete with some of the best physiques in the world. But I made that decision. I committed. I changed my perception of who I am and who I'm going to be. And I decided that I was going to be a bodybuilder. But that meant that I had to adopt the habits to create a bodybuilder. You want to be a triathlete? You have to decide to be a triathlete. You can't be somebody that wants to be a triathlete. You have to become a triathlete. But somebody that wants to be a triathlete might dive into the habits a little bit. And then when emotions or social challenges or relational challenges come into the way, because you're not identified with being a triathlete, it's okay to vary from the consistency. It's okay to let the habits come and go because you just want to be a triathlete. You're, you're thinking about it. But if you decide, if you commit, if you write it down, if you tell other people, and hold yourself accountable, you are a triathlete in training. You are a bodybuilder in training. You are someone who is actively making a change in their lifestyle to get healthy, lose extra body fat, and live better and longer. You are. And the way to achieve it is you prove it to yourself with small wins repeated over time. Again, Let's go back to the origin of identity, repeated beingness. We are nothing more than a compilation of our most consistent habits. What do you want to be? You want to be a bodybuilder, you want to be a triathlete, you want to be a powerlifter, you want to be a strong man, strong woman, you want to be an endurance runner, you want to be a sprinter. Are you committed to the habits that create those identities? Are you that person? Are you doing the things that make you who that is? For a bodybuilder, you have to become focused on consistency and nutrition. The process of creating uh, a stage-worthy physique is not something you're just going to jump into, even with anabolic steroids. Now, to be clear, I'm, I, I work on the natural side. I'm, it's just not my, my thing. But even in the enhanced competition athlete realm doesn't happen overnight. You have to, you have to put the right things into your body consistently day after day, week after week, month after year, month, year over year. And within a few years, you start to see a significant change in who you are. But in those short term wins, you start to stack the good habits. You train, and maybe maybe the first step is is you train, right? Maybe you are you're you're starting from scratch. You've never trained in your life, but you decided I'm going to make an entirely drastic change in my life. 
and I'm going to become a different human. I'm going to become a, a power lifter, become a strong person. I'm going to become a bodybuilder. So the first step is I train. I train regularly. I train regularly. I train three times a week. I train four times a week. I train five times a week. Whatever it is, I train. And I do it consistently because now my identity that I have claimed for myself through the habits that I'm committing to is this. I'm a bodybuilder in training. I'm a triathlete in training. I train. What's another step? You're a lifestyle client. You're, you're making a change in your life. You've never been, uh, you've never eaten healthy. You eat out all the time. Uh, and, and you, you want to make a big change. Well, the habit that you can commit to is I don't eat out unless it's a special occasion. That's as simple as that. I don't eat out unless it's a special occasion. Or I'm going to learn what my food is. I want to learn how my food works. For me, so I'm going to track my food. I'm going to become a scientist when it comes to my body. I'm going to control my body. Whatever that habit is, you have to commit to it, become consistent to it, and start stacking up these small habits. And then uh, the lifestyle client, the next step to take is I'm going to walk every day. I'm going to start moving so I can eat more food because it's easier to stay in a diet, a deficit, if I get to eat more. And all I have to do is move. I don't walk every day. I work, uh, and this, this was my life for a while. I worked in corporate technology. How much walking do you think there, there is in corporate technology? <laughs> I sat. I sat all day. I sat all day for years. I had a computer screen. One of the first steps I made was I stand. Now I stand all day, literally. I, I, I've got a sit-stand desk. I think I put it down every couple months, probably just to prove that it's still a sit-stand desk. <laughs> but, it's, but it's a habit. Uh, it's, that, it's that next change. And the problem is, is often our current identity is not congruent with the outcome that we desire. We must change our identity to own the habits that will get us to the destination. If you view yourself as someone who isn't a morning person, the likelihood of you waking up to an early alarm, like three or four o'clock, to go fishing is less likely because you view yourself as someone that's going to hit the snooze button. However, if you change your view of yourself to being an angler who values being on the water, early enough to catch fish, the habit of waking up to your alarm isn't a challenge. Actually, it's an exciting start to a fun day. You can't wait to get up. I cannot wait to get up. I cannot wait to get on the water and get that first bite. If you view yourself as someone that has a bad relationship with food and uses it to smother negative emotions, then you will continue to use food as an emotional release. However, if you view yourself as someone that is going to reach a weight loss goal, then your priority is to, is to prevent setting yourself back by emotionally eating. And so perhaps you make a habit of having alternative stress control techniques available to you, like 
guided meditation, positive self-talk, going for a walk, talking to a friend, saying it out loud. Man, I, I'm not hungry right now, but I want food. Why is that? Oh, because I'm frustrated because this last meeting I had made me realize that I'm two weeks behind a, a deadline. And now maybe my job's in danger. But I've made a commitment to not eating emotionally and staying on track with my program. Your identity emerges out of your habits. Here's a really cool, cool experience that I want to talk you through. When, when recruits arrive at Marine Corps boot camp, their identity is most closely aligned with a civilian who wants to become a Marine. They haven't changed their perspective yet, right? They've already made a commitment, right? They've signed on a dotted line. They've raised their right hand and swore an oath. So they are someone who wants to become a Marine. The way that they think of the world and of themselves is aimed from that point of view. Right? They still see themselves as Jimmy or Johnny or Janet or, or Bobby or Joe or whatever the heck their name is. Right? They don't see themselves yet as Recruit Johnson. They don't see themselves as Teacher Corporal Anderson. Right? Their, their perspective is aimed from that point of view. Just like right now, your perspective is aimed from your view as someone who's thinking about competing professionally or thinking about losing weight and getting healthy or thinking about picking up weights for the first time or thinking about perhaps getting more serious and taking this hobby and making it more effective for your life. But at some point when a Marine Corps recruit uh, as they go through training, they experience new challenges, right? Uh, Marine, Marine Corps recruits get challenged uh, mentally, physically, uh, emotionally, uh, socially, all of the ways. It absolutely strips 80%, 90% of your, your original identity away. Now, the problem with stripping out that much of someone of a human is that if you don't replace it with something helpful, then destructiveness will will enter in and take occupy that space. And so, these new habits that they pick up are as a result of the challenges that they experience. And they start talking about themselves and others in a new way with new respect, with new values with new perspective. Over time, the civilian is, is erased and replaced with a new self-view. They start seeing themselves as Marine recruits eager to learn, right? We've, we've killed the civilian. Civilian's gone. Now I'm a Marine recruit. And my whole purpose is to become a Marine. My whole purpose is to grow. My whole purpose is to absorb. My whole purpose is to transform. Once you decide 
that you're in training, that you're in the process of going through a transformation to become that human. You start thinking about yourself in a different perspective. One of my favorite clients um, was absolutely terrified of just even going to the gym. The imposter syndrome was thick, so thick that you could cut it with a knife. She actually called me, called me or messaged me, I forget, but from the gym uh, asking me about how to, to use a piece of equipment. And it's so funny because the, the terror in her voice and the, the fear of being exposed was, was massive. Six months later, and actually it didn't even take that long, probably three months later, there was uh, a level of comfort that was, she couldn't have even envisioned being comfortable in a gym, let alone feeling confident in what she was doing. Fast forward to today, and she's got visions of getting getting on a bodybuilding stage. So we went from somebody who was just terrified to even go to a gym to someone who is evaluating the quality of the equipment because they're not getting enough out of their current gym. And so she's looking at new gyms because it's time to improve her habits. It's time to pr- improve the tools available to her. She's now sees herself as a bodybuilder in training. She now sees herself as an athlete in the process of achieving a goal. She now sees herself as someone who has control over the food that she intakes. She sees herself as someone who has better control over her emotional relationship with food. As Marine recruits start seeing themselves grow, they become Marine recruits eager to learn and then evolve into something new to the acceptance that they are in fact Marines. Now the event that happens for Marines is is a big transformational challenge called the Crucible. And once you once you accomplish that, you succeed at the crucible, there's a ceremony where you get the Eagle Globe and Anchor. I'll tell you folks, just to be a little bit prideful, that's one of the most impressive things I've done in my life was to earn that title. But there was a change that day. I was no longer a civilian looking to become a Marine. I was no longer a Marine recruit hoping to become a Marine. When they put that EGA on me, I became part of a family that runs deep and long. And forever and ever and ever, amen, my identity is different. I am a Marine. And when these Marine recruits go through that process, they, they, they cross from one side of the crucible to the other. All of these things that they've been trying to develop, the aggressiveness, the unflinching ability to face challenges, the, the, the commitment to a purpose much greater than the individual, a sense of belonging that, quite honestly, it never becomes unprogrammed. Once you earn the title, you're forever a Marine. Once you become a bodybuilder, that's who you are. 
that's a portion of your identity. Once you adopt and stick with a series of habits, you become the sum of those habits. A parent, a college graduate, a bodybuilder, a successful weight loss client, a triathlete, a former smoker. Hello, folks. I chewed tobacco for 19 years. And I had a conversation with my son one day and begged me to to stay around a little bit longer than I, I was gonna if I kept it on that route. Really nasty habit. Very common in the military. Um, and one of the struggles that I had was I always viewed myself as someone who um, had chewed for too long. I had, I had a relationship with tobacco for so long that um, I wasn't sure if I could accomplish becoming a former tobacco user. And it wasn't until the day that I made a commitment and a promise to that young man that I would become a former tobacco user that I transformed my identity. I bought pounds and pounds and pounds of sunflower seeds. I had sugar-free gum, Costco cases of sugar-free gum. I wore my jaw out. I was so tired just to overcome the oral fixation that is associated with it. But I was committed to the habits that would get me to the point where I could proudly say I'm a former tobacco user. I changed who I am. And that is the biggest thing that you need to look at yourself right now. Today, tomorrow. And every day, you have to look at yourself in the mirror and you have to say, who am I and who do I want to be? Because a lot of times, no, scratch that, all of the time, change, transformation requires discomfort. You have to erase something that is holding you back first. Then you get to replace it with something that's moving you forward, that's achieving your goals. And it doesn't happen in one day. It starts with a commitment. You have to change your self-view. And then you have to perform the habits and start stacking them one by one, two by two, three by three. Until you look back and you realize, I crossed the crucible. I have all the habits that make me a bodybuilder. This is the first goal. I have all the habits that make me a fisher, a parent, a sober person, a former tobacco user, a healthy eater, a cardiovascular disease survivor, whatever it is. But you have to make that decision to start that you're going to change your perspective of yourself. And I promise you, friends, if you do this, you will make that change. Because if you see yourself as that successful person down the road, it will 100% manifest because you will be committed. You will start doing the things that take you down that road. So whatever it is, sit down today or tomorrow and write it down. 
Who are you and who you want to be? Who are you going to be? I get there. And if there's any way at all that I can help, friends, in the show notes, there's a billion ways to contact me. Direct message me. Tell me, tell me who you are. Tell me who, you, who you're going to be. Tell me what your next habit is. And if I can help you along the way, whether or not we work together, or if I just give you a piece of advice, I'd love to know who you are and meet you. All right, friends. That's all for today's ride. Cheers. All right, my friends. I really appreciate you joining along with me on today's ride. If you found even one snippet of what I say to be motivating, educational, funny, or helpful in any way, I know you know someone else that would too. I want you to either like or subscribe, comment, and definitely share uh, the Iron Highway. Let's get this out to as many minds and ears as possible. Until then, I'll see you out there on the Iron Highway. Thank <laughs> you.